Welcome back to The Profitable Python. I'm your host, Ben McNeil, and on this episode, I want to talk with you about monetizing your software development skills, and this was inspired, this is basically part two of a response to the Jordan Belfort and Grant Cardone interview where they were clashing their brains, like literally saying like they're going to have like a physical battle between each other to raise funds, but I think they were just having, (laughs) they were just... There was just like massive disagreements and they're both, you know, made like millions of dollars with their sales tactics. And I think there's a lot of information that we can get out of this as software developers. So join me in going through the nuggets that I pulled out of this interview. And this is part two. So make sure and listen to part one if this uh, sounds interesting to you. So there was a concept of what they were talking about suffer mode and how going into suffer mode means basically you you kind of, you've decided, okay, may, I don't, I don't exactly like the situation that I'm living in right now. So what I need to do is I need to really like trim. I need to prune the bush and next season, my bush will be blooming. I guess we'll just stick with the metaphor. So going into suffer mode is a self-inflicted thing. It means you have clarity on a goal. You know what you're going to be trimming and then you execute on that trimming. So that may basically means like you don't, I mean, I just reflect on myself. Like I have like certain eating habits. And recently I told my wife, like we are not buying those things anymore. And like, I need help because we're basically a team. We have to be on the same page with like our clarity and our goals. And so, you know, self-inflicting that suffer mode, like we are not going to buy those things because we know that it's a waste of money and we're trying to save up money for a certain uh, lifestyle that we want to have in the future. And so I thought this was pretty interesting, like putting ourselves into suffer mode, we go into there and with the realization that we never want to do this to our family again, but we must do this now in order to execute on our goals and, and actually accomplish where we want to be with our future self. So I thought that was a really awesome nugget. I hope you enjoyed that nugget as well. Okay. There was this concept of cash being trash and cash flow being king and getting back into suffer mode only by what flows cash back to you. So if you need some sort of filter when you're, when you've put yourself into suffer mode and where you deploy your capital, just think about it. Is this thing going to be returning me cash like immediately? If so, invest in that. Otherwise suffer mode suffer mode is in effect. Therefore we don't put money into that. That's the type of discipline that I'm talking about. That was really inspiring to me. And I hope you enjoyed that little nugget. All right. So they were also talking about how there's no, they were talking about like sales tactics and like the special words and the tone of voice and all this stuff. Like, you know how you could like convince somebody to buy your product, for example. And then there was this argument that, There's no strategy that works if there's nobody to talk to that or to share your message with. So getting back to that piece in part one that we were talking about, like if you have a message and you hold that message content or if you hold that message constant and you are only able to put it in front of 10 people a day and then another method would be, okay, you can only put that message in front of 200 people a day. My question is, you know, what method would work? Well, obviously the 200 person message will work. And once you have the ability to get your message, get 
go from getting 10 people in front of your message to getting 200 people in front of your message, that's when you can start worrying about like, oh, my strategy and tactics and stuff. Like until you've gotten to that point, there's no reason to worry about strategy because strategy only works if if there's somebody to talk to. Okay, hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, alrighty. And okay, so along along with what we were just talking about, if it hasn't already triggered in your brain, basically our goal as any business venture, uh, basically the, the, the captain of the ship of any business venture is to figure out how to get those 200 people in front of us. And if you're selling online, they call that traffic. So our main mission is to build that traffic and get those people in front of us. And I, we might've touched on it on the, uh, well, I'll just, I'll just say it right now. Basically there's no such thing as basically like traffic is unlimited. Your, your ability to get people in front of your message, especially online, you have to take extreme ownership. If you, if you only have 10 people or you only have 200 people and you're trying to get way more, there's something wrong with your offer in your message that people are not responding to, or like the mixture of your offer and your message with the niche that you paired that with. So there's so much that goes into this, but if you were to try and prioritize, you know, your, your activity from day one, if you're starting from scratch, from what I understand is our goal should be to build that funnel and fill it up and figure out how to keep it full. And then we can start worrying about tweaking our message and stuff like that. Alrighty. Once you have that funnel filled or you have the capability of kind of having traffic brought to your message, then the next step is that you need to be good at what you say. So hopefully this is giving, I mean, I just reflect on my own personal experience and all of these things have cropped up. Okay, I know I need to have a message. I don't know how to, you know, is my delivery good? Um, you know, all these things can kind of crop up and really like derail you if you don't have clarity on like step one, step two, step three. So I'll reiterate again, step one is to get, build that funnel and fill it up. Step two is then to worry about your strategy, about how you're presenting that message. And then step three is just making sure that you're good at what you say. So you can generate money at step one, step two, and step three but you'll probably notice that you're more efficient at, at, uh, basically like return on capital, like with your marketing, you'll be more efficient after you get to step three, but you could make sales at step one. So for those of us that are, uh, perfectionists, like hopefully this is a nugget that you absorb into your life. Uh, if you want to get results already, the skill that you want is the ability to move through the traffic. So like if you had a genie and you could, if you had a lamp and the genie would come out and you only had one wish, that's the wish that you would want to work, that you would want to wish for is the ability to move, to move through that traffic. So getting back to the whole like, you know, if you could fill a funnel up and that thing had a thousand people in it, your mission is to figure out how to go through. If that thing could be replenished with a thousand people a day, your mission is to figure out how to fill that funnel up and then go through that traffic every day. And, and if you just focus on strictly that, 
the rest of the perpetual motion machine will start to really ramp up. These are the nuggets that I extracted from it and I am excited to integrate into my business and into this podcast and I hope you folks are getting a lot of value out of this too. Okay, so this was another really cool nugget that I got out of this. Help another person sell. So they're basically like if you're having if you're having issues selling or you don't understand the sales process but you know you need to develop these skills. This is what they're saying. Help another person sell. Go into charity mode if you're in a slump. And I there's plenty there's plenty of people out there like even I mean, there's, you can like, they weren't talking about this on the podcast, but I was just even thinking like, okay, so even, you know, affiliate, affiliate links, I've kind of been looking into this. Um, I like, I just see, I don't know. I, I will follow up with you folks on, on this, but I see people that do this in a way that is like, yes, I want to click on that link and I hope they get paid for it. And then there's other people where they're jamming these links in places where they just don't even it's just like, I will go out of my way to not click on that link. Like I will go buy that product and by not clicking on that link. So, um, I'm, I'm obviously torn when it comes to the affiliate marketing, but if you're trying to figure out, if you're trying to get out of a slump or trying to develop skills, think about doing affiliate marketing because you're basically selling, you're basically doing like charity work. You're helping branding the message. Maybe, you know, Someone like me will come across your link and be like, oh, I'm going to go to Amazon and look that book up and screw, you know, your ability to get a commission on that. But so, you know, that's the kind of stuff you kind of have to deal with basically with uh, affiliate marketing. But, you know, if you're doing it as a form of like charity work, if you will, you're just trying to get these skills and get out there and and uh, see how it all works. And if you can generate traffic and get a message out there in front of people, that's. I think where the gold lies in that nugget. So hopefully you're enjoying that. And I have a whole nother page of notes that I want to go through you folks with you folks that I think are going to really uh, be transformational in your process to either monetizing your software development skills or taking them to the next level. So I hope you're enjoying this series. I will talk to you soon. Peace.